have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! He's back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Welcome back to The Playbook, a podcast all about the NBA and a part of the All Indie Sports Network. I'd like to start off, as per usual, with a thanks to our title sponsor, Jack Brown Videography, the best wedding videographer in Louisville, Indianapolis, and beyond. But as usual, I'm your host, Sal, joined by my co-host, Mark. As a Pacers fan and as a Rockets fan, I guess for you, uh, I say we can both walk out of this draft uh, very pleased with what our teams have done. Um... So yeah, I guess that's the first way to segue into our first topic here, and the biggest topic of the week, uh, the NBA draft, uh, which I, I guess was, um, I mean, there was some pretty exciting drama at the start, um, but uh, overall, I, I kind of liked and how it went. Um, but we both have the big draft board uh, pulled up here, uh, and we'll start off with the First thing that happened in this draft, which was uh, seemed to be Woj and Shams were uh, tweeting out information about the first overall pick. I mean, before the draft, it was pretty much set in stone to be Jabari, Chet, and then Paolo, and it did not end up like that. Um, Paolo ended up going first overall to the Magic, and Jabari went to the Rockets third overall. Uh, Mark, did you? I know you were set on Paolo, but uh, how do you like Jabari in Houston? Well... Before I answer that, gotta just talk about that whole smokescreen. It was weird that uh, Orlando had it out. It was very um, weird. It's pretty smart though. Yeah, it was. It was it's pretty smart. It's a good way to gauge gauge interest because I think I think Oklahoma are always set in at two. I don't think there's ever really yeah. a chance of them going up to one. They were always going to take Chet, mm-hmm. and they knew neither Orlando or Houston would take Chet. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if like let's say. They were like, yeah, we're gonna take, we're gonna take Houston's guy, which I guess they didn't end up. Well, I guess they did end up taking Houston's guy, right? And it, like, did you hear about how Paolo never worked for them? Worked out for them? Orlando? Never worked. Out. Yeah, he never That's worked odd. out in Orlando. Did Jabari did? Apparently I he. Oh, Jabari did. That's funny. Apparently, like everyone was kind of like, yeah, okay. It wasn't even just like a fan-driven thing. It was kind of consensus. And then the betting odds, betting odds flip like the morning. Yeah, of the Vegas is like the Vegas odds or something was like heavily yeah, in Paolo's favor. Yeah, maybe the Magic were trying to bait a trade out of the Rockets, getting the Rockets to move a couple spots to make sure that they got their guy. But I guess that didn't work in the end. Um, now back to what you were saying, uh, Jabari at three. I mean, th- I think I think the Rockets had the easiest job in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Just taking the last picking pick. Th- Picking three, well, I wouldn't call it Jabari a big. Uh, um, just of the big three. Sure. Um, yeah, just like, I mean, really, uh, who else are they going to take? Like, they obviously aren't going to take Ivy. Um, and this is this is Raphael Stone, Stone's dream because this is the safest spot for him to pick in terms of his job security. Yeah. I think I talked about that last time, though. But um, yeah. overall for Jabari in Houston... I think the fit is better with the whole team. Uh, it definitely a better fit next to Sengen in the front court. Um, I don't know how I feel about it with uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, but at least Jabari won't be forced into handling the ball as much because that is his big flaw, I suppose, is uh, 
inability to dribble the basketball or play make really at any level. Um, defensively, though, I mean, it's perfect. You got probably the best defender, the best out of the elite prospects, like the best defender. Uh, switchable, can definitely guard three spots, hopefully four at some point. Um, I mean, super disruptive, lanky, good length, uh, boss. Um, yeah, no, it's really like I don't know. I I wanted Paulo, I, I I wanted Paulo. I'm not I'm not even gonna try to de deny it. I'm happy they didn't end up with Chet, even though I was. I mean, I feel like that was pretty obvious, but I I wanted Paulo. I wanted Paulo to slip to three. So when he went one, I was uh, not happy. So how do we feel about that? Uh... Paulo in Orlando fit. Um, next, I guess their core now consists of Suggs, Paulo. Um, would you consider? I mean, Cole Anthony? Like, no, no, no. absolutely. Yeah, not. When, that, Wendell that's Carter, a, that's a, that's a maybe, no. probably not. Like I think four, it's just he's a, a role. Oh no, 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 I guess it's Franz, Paulo. Oh yes, Jalen Suggs. I almost forgot about uh, Franz. So. And. Uh, I'm I'm very low on Jalen Suggs. I always was, and his rookie year did nothing to help that help that in my eyes. So uh, I wouldn't be too surprised pretty soon if it's there's another guard in there instead of Jalen Suggs. But um, I don't know. It's it's a cool fit. It's a cool fit. Jalen, you can take the ball out of Suggs's hands, which is something he clearly struggled with struggled with when he did have to kind of run the team, because Paolo is can be that focal point for an entire team. I like the idea of Franz next to him. Uh, they need to fill out the roster with they. Pr everyone else playing needs to be able to play defense pretty much. Franz is pretty capable. Suggs is all right, and then, uh, but Paolo is so terrible. Um, I don't know what happens to Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, he's he's still uh, a mystery for next season. I don't know if like I haven't heard yeah. an update about him in so long. Well, he was just hurt. Like, I know, but then he had that like, there's whole thing with the drama stuff and. Like the, the vaccine, yeah. and then there's also the in the bubble. He had some drama with. Uh, well, that's that's we're that, past that. Did he point. not play? I can't remember. Did he play in the bubble? He, he didn't kneel, I think. Was but it? did he play? Was it yeah, it was kneel? that. But did he play? In no, the, I don't think he, he played. Didn't play. I don't. Maybe maybe he did. I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't know when the last time, time we've seen now. him though on the court. Um, I mean, but when he was yeah, on, I mean, he yeah, was he's really very good. clearly one yeah. of the better young defenders in the in the entire league. Um, I think Paulo and Jonathan Isaac as your wings can kind of work. I guess, but then Offense, like, like, who are you? Who are you benching on this team? Let's say everyone's healthy. I know, like, your starting lineup ran, is like, Suggs. Who's at the two? Or is Suggs at the probably two? Probably Franz. Suggs has been playing. Well, who's two. at the one? Cole or Markel? If Cole Anthony or Markel falls to your starting, I think that's what they've guard, been doing. Now. You are not winning. More so than who? Are the, who's their shooting season. guard? Do they just I, not I, have I, one? Franz? Like, but Franz you know, is 6'11". Like <laughs> so you have 6'11". Franz six is 11. not 6'11". He's 6'10". He's 6'11", 6'10". No. Yes, he is. Look it up. No, he isn't. Look it up no, right he now. isn't. Uh, look it up on the fly. Franz Wagner is not that and tall. Then have, okay. And then you have um, John Isaac. Yeah. You have Paolo. John Isaac can guard. John Isaac and Wendell. is not That's a concern. huge he can, he can lineup. Franz Wagner is 6'9". That's still massive for a shooting guy. I don't know if he can okay. be that Well, that doesn't matter. I don't know if he's quick well, enough okay. to do that, though. Jonathan Isaac can cover defensively. Not any, defensively, any of offensively. Jo I, what's wrong with him being big offensively? 
because they're not like laterally as quick as like you need to. Like, I, I feel like their offense is isn't going to be issue, as, fa- as fast. Like I don't know if the like the speed. I don't think it really matters. I don't. I don't think like there's some like huge difference between shooting guard and small forward anymore. It's just a wing. Like it's just it's like uh, I I wouldn't like I don't see an issue in them running a three three wing lineup. Wouldn't it or be like, four? Is Wendell a true center to you? I mean, I'd call him a big. I definitely wouldn't call him a wing. There's no way I would possibly call Wendell a wing. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I still think they're probably going to bench one of those guys, though. Yeah, probably. I and mean, it better not be This Pablo. is all assuming Isaac is... Sorry? It better oh, not be Paul. Okay. <laughs> no first overall pick comes I, off the bench. I hope so. So, I mean, that's that's not an option. Um... That would suck for Franz, like though, because be it'll probably the, be Franz. Franz would be getting the sit, the sit down. But I, w- I think they'll try, like, a Suggs, uh, Suggs, Franz, Isaac, Paolo, Wendell lineup yeah. at multiple I think that's probably the their best, like, potential lineup. I, I don't I don't like faults at all. Well, I yeah, really but, don't like yeah. Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony is really bad. Uh, I, I, no, I, like, I don't care how many points he's scoring or anything like that. I don't. I do not think he's gonna. Be, he's a good NBA player, on any solid, even remotely solid team. Um, yeah, no. I so I. I don't really care about anyone on that roster aside from Paolo, Isaac, Franz, kind of Wendell, and I guess Suggs because it's too early to give up on him, obviously. But uh, yeah, I couldn't care less about anyone else. So, I mean, regardless. You're you're building this team around on uh, Paolo. Yeah. Like you're doing whatever to fit Paolo. And Paolo I doubt this will be the last time in their high lottery area. Um, oh no! So no. next year they'll be right back yeah. in it. So. So we'll see what happens. Um, number two, Chet in Oklahoma. I mean, that's probably the perfect spot for it's him. It's the best spot for Chet. It's, it's he needs to he needs to develop. He needs. I, I don't I don't really want to say he needs to put on weight because and first of all I don't know how capable he, his frame is yeah. of carrying like an extra yeah. extra weight, um, but I yeah I don't think he necessarily needs like a ton of weight, um, but he's just obviously not a five like he's not a center in the NBA there's that's clear enough, uh, he's just too slim for that just plain and simple, uh, he's not a five he's a four, so really it was like the three bigs they're all fours. Um, def- no, no true centers in there for sure. Um, Poku, Poku and uh, Poku and Chet. What if they run a lineup of like Giddy, SGA, Poku, Chet, and like who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone. SGA, Giddy, Poku, uh, Dort. Chet. Oh, Dort. That's I don't care about forgetting. Dort. I don't care. No, I'm or Usman Diang. They have Usman Diang. Oh, yeah. De- no, uh, who is it? Is it like Jalen Williams? They, yeah, they, they have two Jalen Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. They have the, they the dra- actual good one, both? and then they have a guy in the second round. I don't know if the other one's good. I is just know one's better Williams? than the other. I think so. Well, okay. That well, clearly. Yeah, that doesn't really mean too much. Um, I, I think they're uh, both Yeah, that's... But that was the perfect spot for Chet, regardless. Yeah. I don't know. Chet... Like has I I still am set on the fact Chet is the highest ceiling out of anyone, but the odds of Chet reaching that ceiling obviously aren't super high because it 
banks on a lot of factors like his body filling out like him adapting well to the nba like him his sh shot creation ability his ball handling that he looked like he had in high school and didn't get the chance to show off in college is still there he's obviously obviously pans out as a shot maker all that a lot needs to go right for chet to reach the ceiling but if he reaches the ceiling he will by far and away be the best player in this draft class um I mean, Jabari and for Oklahoma would have definitely been the safer pick because I think Jabari's just going to, like, at the bare minimum, be a good shot maker who also is an incredible defender. So that would have been... But Chet, again, the OKC are very clearly uh, not worried about how long this rebuild takes. They've got They're time. While well, they have so many picks later on, Which too. Which is also worrying in that way because they're going to have to develop too many guys. I think we talked about that last time, though, like buying yeah, in and just maybe. trading all their picks, a, a horde of their picks for a guy that wants out of their team. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, actually, question about Oklahoma. So I know you know next to nothing about football, no matter what you try to tell me about the Colts. <laughs> um, so there's a team, there's a team, the Rams – the LA Rams in the NFL, and they were pretty much just like, I don't care about the picks. They practically traded all their draft capital for years, just just collecting developed like like developed established stars within the NFL. So they didn't go the player development route. They didn't do anything. I mean, just last season, I think they gave up multiple firsts for Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah, I know Matt Staff Matt Stafford. Detroit Lions legend, like I think. Don't say it like that. Is he, um, he on the Lions? Yeah. Okay. See, I do know. Nice. Proud of you. Um, but yeah, they pretty much were like they did the opposite of what Oklahoma City are doing, and uh, they won the Super Bowl last year. And I I don't want to call them a favorite for this year, but they're looking good, for, not to win it necessarily, but just to be a, again be a really really good team. And my question is, is like, at what point are Oklahoma City going too far down this route? And at what point do you cash in? Not not necessarily as all out, like, just like, yeah, I couldn't care less about, like, the next, our future after this current team. Like, let's just trade all our picks just to try and win one. Um, but at what point are you like, okay, it's time to actually have something of substance on the court. And you can't just be like, oh, yeah, just give us a couple more years when our, like, 2032 first-round picks pan out or anything like that. I think like it's that. it's a thing that I think they look at their core they have now of Giddy, Holmgren, and SGA, right? Mm -hmm. And I think once those three feel confident enough to compete and once the organization feels confident enough that they can all compete for a championship, I think that's when they buy out, uh, like, like yeah, buy out on a star or multiple, try and get more assets. Um, well, isn't the whole point of doing this whole rebuild and this like long rebuild and like drafting and all that? Isn't the whole point of that to avoid have to getting getting stars in other ways? It is, like but you can only develop so many guys at once. So that's what I'm saying. So I, I, like, I think you can only probably add one more guy. Like one more guy, no, like but, a great guy, to that. Like you can't have a core of like six guys that you drafted that are all great, right? 
Okay, here, right. Let Minus, me, let me SGA is not someone they drafted, but... Okay, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily have to be who they drafted, but let me let me rephrase the question. Okay. How much longer can Oklahoma keep flipping picks for picks, for more picks? After and next at year. At what point are you like? At what point is it like? Uh, okay, you've sucked long enough. Now actually go win some games. Or at like two years. Or, or or actually actually at what point does Sam Presti's job become unsafe? <laughs> like how? Because for like. And he's earned it. Sam Presti's job right now is one of the safest in the league. Yeah. He's done an incredible job as the GM. I mean, look at what he got for Westbrook and Paul George. Like, he, he's 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 really good at what he does. But at what point, like, how much longer do they have to be near the top of the lottery, if not at the top of the lottery, or, like, hanging around there before it's like, okay, did you just effectively waste five years? And uh, we should probably move on from you? Or, like, like when when is he on the hot seat? See, I think that it has to do with the guys they have now and how long it takes them to develop into stars of their own or whatever the peak of their role is or getting to the peak of their role. But I don't think they can keep on trying to draft at the high end of the lottery for years to come because... So how many more years? I'd say after next year, I feel like, honestly, next year or the year after that maximum. See, I think if everyone's healthy, they shouldn't be at the top of the lottery again. On their team right now, I don't think. Like, I don't think With they'll their be team bad. Right now. No, I don't think they'll be bad. I'm not. I'm not talking like even a playoff team, but I'm saying they should be like, like the highest the pick they should doing? be getting is like, not like even playing? as good as the Hornets. Like, sure. Like at least contending for like genuinely trying contending to win. For spot. Trying to win. Like they should. They should. They should not be like 13, 14, 15 seed next year. No, no chance. As long as everyone's out, like they should be a lot. Like if you're getting SGA for most of the season, uh, yeah. If he's healthy, Giddy develops. He's healthy. Chet's healthy. The rest of your team is healthy. Uh, even if the rest is fairly unhealthy, it's kind of irrelevant. But um, no, they should like. I do not think they should be like hoping for the number one pick next year. Even though next year you do have like maybe the best prospect that we've seen. in yeah. Maybe since LeBron. Yeah. But um <laughs> but no, they sh- that's not something they should be gunning for next year. Yeah. It, I don't think I, I think like they've done enough it's, it's, at it's this been point. Gone. Uh you've got maybe three, rely got three. maybe rely on other teams picks that they have, but I think their own pick. Yeah. They can not worry about that cuz they no, probably they, have they they, like I don't know what all their pick capital looks like, but I feel like eventually those picks are going to hit on their own just to this uh like I don't know, the records of other teams that they have. So well, a lot of the picks have protections. Yeah, too. they do. Obviously, not um, unprotected, but but a big thing is is like yeah, they have all those picks, okay. But what percentage of draft picks actually pan out? It's not high. It is not high. It is it is pretty low. Like you look at the average number one overall pick. Now I think it's been it's disproportionate like the amount of big men versus guards. So I think that like uh, there's there's a YouTube video I watched on this one time. I think it was uh, I think it was like the average number one over pick is like a 15 point per game, like eight rebound, one yeah, time all star. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the, like, the second that's, overall that's pick the, is better usually, right? I I can't remember to be honest, but that's that's like like in or short. It's the third, I think. Or in short, yeah. well, I hope it's the third, but um, 
in short, it's like most of them don't pan out the way they're supposed to. Now, if you can get like if you can get like a good NBA player, like a borderline All Star type guy with your draft pick, that's a good pick at the end of the day. But that's not what you want with the number one overall pick. So, like these top guys don't pan out all the time. Not even close to like 50% of the time. So how like they're banking on a lot right now. They're banking on a lot of things working out, Oklahoma. And if they don't, like let's say Chet's a bust. Let's say Giddy busts. Let's say he doesn't get any better. Sam Presti's probably screwed. Yeah, right? I I'd, I'd like say if, so. Let, let's say Chet's. Let's say Chet ends up like Mo Bamba. Or Bobo. <laughs> right. Or Bobo. Okay, Bobo was like a 44th pick or something like that. I know, um, but you know, before the injury, Bobo. Yeah, he was supposed to be top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I've but seen let's, people let's say, saying like Chet's just Bobo. Well, no. That's what I that, that's, and just, that's just dumb. They're just that, picking just long. Stupid. They're just picking skinny guys. Skinny guys. They're tall. But um, that's just stupid. They're very different players. Um, first of all, Chet's a way better shot blocker defender than either of them. Both of them combined. Um, but like if Chet if Chet ends up like Mo Bamba or, or whatever Bulbul whatever Giddy doesn't get any better than what he is SGA kind of stagnates too. No one else really takes off, which is entirely possible. Um, then at that point, like you look at Sam Preston, you're like, Hey, like you've effectively wasted our time and you stockpiled all these picks and all that, but we have, we've gained nothing from it. So that, that's just what, like, I think, I think this should be the last time they're a top three, top three pick. Sure. I'll agree with you there. But, um, then I have, wait, pick. before you get into that, oh. um, um, for the top three picks, I don't know if you were listening to Kendrick Perkins um, during this draft. Um, I try not to. What do you think Paolo Benchero, or who do you think Paolo Benchero was compared to uh, in the NBA? I saw before the draft, I saw some by stuff Kendrick about Perkins. Like Blake Griffin. By Kendrick Perkins. Oh. Okay, well, I saw before by others, they were saying like an unathletic Blake Griffin, yeah. like LaMarcus Yeah, Aldridge. I've seen that, yeah. Um... I even I even like I even saw a couple Tatum ones which didn't make too much sense. Okay. Um, Kendrick Perkins. So it's probably something really. Oh, did he say LeBron? No. Okay, because I saw LeBron on Twitter. No. Like I saw no, LeBron. he didn't compare LeBron to anyone, or anyone to LeBron. Why? I have no clue who he said. He said uh, he compared uh, Paulo to Ben Simmons and oh, Michael God. Beasley. Um, like a combo of the like, two? Oh, that, I think that's the floor. Separate. The f- the floor is Michael yeah. Beasley and the ceiling is Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think. Or like an, a version of Ben Simmons. Okay. See, it's it's about time that we stop giving Kendrick. former NBA players these like platforms just because they were former NBA players. I think you've heard the, the next one, though. The Chet Holmgren Chet? one? Yeah. Why? Did he just say Poku? It was a pretty good quote. I have no clue. I didn't listen to the... If Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kristaps Porzingis had a baby, they would get number two pick, Chad Holmgren. (laughs) Okay. Um, No. Do you know who he compared to Jabari Smith to? Um, I don't know. It's going to be like Jay Crowder. Kevin Durant. Jabari Smith can't dribble. I know. (laughs) Kevin Durant's a very good dribble. Jabari can't dribble. 
Um, and then what? for the fourth pick, he uh, compared um, Keegan Murray to um, Pascal Siakam, uh, which I guess segues us into... Oh, and, and you know what? Before we do that, he also uh, said on draft night uh, when Jaden Ivey got drafted, he's like, that kid Jalen from Duke. So he has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Keegan Murray here. Because <sighs> this is probably one of the best stories. Uh, uh, a lot of people are talking about this. Um, or maybe most there, there was a, There was a graphic uh, called One Pick Away from Greatness. And... Oh. The Kings uh, are being highlighted um, for this. First of all, Jay and Ivy said he didn't want to play for the Kings. Good on him. Good for avoiding that. Um, but I think it... I, so they passed on Luca for Mark, Marvin Bagley. Um, they passed on Dame for... I don't remember who it was. Um, and they passed on Clay Thompson for someone. Just one pick before. Jimmer? Was that Jimmer? Yeah, it was Jimmer. That was the Jimmer one. I don't remember who the Dame one was, though. And I think it was uh, Thomas Robinson, something Robinson, uh, for Dame. And then this year, uh, people are saying it's going to be Jay Ivey for Keegan Murray. Um, but Which is so unfair. Objectively, I, I don't even know if that's the right, right use of objectively, but apparently Keegan Murray is the most NBA-ready, and what the Kings want to do is compete uh, for the playoffs. Um, Actually, sorry. Before you say anything else, calling the oldest top pick. Yeah, he is. He is the, the oldest. NBA, uh, no, one it's, in the draft it's like too. just the the most the most common thing you ever see about the oldest top prospect is NBA is the fact that they're the most NBA ready. That's just Apparently. like the first thing anyone ever says, which is really dumb. I don't think he's probably the most NBA ready, though. I don't think he's the most NBA ready. I think Paulo's the most NBA ready, and then I think even ahead of him, I'd have I think Jabari as the most NBA ready. more people that are ready. more NBA ready than Keegan. Um, but just because he was the oldest top prospect, the immediate thing was, okay, this is this guy's gonna come in right away and be good. Now I do think Keegan will do that. Um, but he's probably not the best. No, he's not the best guy. I mean, like, he's very clearly not like the best Like, probably, guy. like, lower on the bottom five of most ready. I'd say you could say Jay Nivey's probably more ready. It's mm, uh, a debate. Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I also don't know the fit for, like, I, I don't know. It's a little weird, Sabonis and Keegan, but... Um, yeah, I guess. Um, Sabonis, Sabonis is the center now. Yeah, Sabonis is the center. So, oh, so it's Keegan at the four. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. To be totally honest with you, um, no, I, 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 wouldn't worry about that in the slightest. Uh, to be totally honest, I think there's, I think there's no issue there. Um, I'm trying to, I'm just digging through the Kings draft history. I feel like there's one more that wasn't on that graphic that's just being forgotten. Because uh, the Kings, the Kings messed up a lot. Did you see the video of that uh, guy, uh, that Kings fan in the Marvin Bagley draft? I guess Marvin Bagley draft, the Luca draft. Uh, And Marvin, he he was (laughs) after Marvin Bagley got drafted. He's like, yes, yes, I didn't want Luca. (laughs) Well, okay, okay, it's always easy (laughs) to look back, (laughs) but there were not a lot of people for camp. Like I remember before the draft, 
it was it was more likely for Michael Porter Jr. to go number two. Yeah. Before Luca too, even. Like I remember, even the night before, there were there was like genuine speculation about like will Michael Porter Jr. go two? Now he ended up falling to fourteen, but that was like an actual thing. It was like, okay, what if he what if he uh what if he goes two? Um. But any anyways, uh, yeah, like obviously the Kings would have wanted to trade down. I think that's clear enough. Like, no one's stupid. Uh, let's be let's be real here. Everyone knows that they were trying to trade down. Uh, the Pacers were probably the most. The Pacers were probably would have been the easiest to trade with. Yeah, but they wanted because, they wanted three first round picks on top of their six pick from. Well, yeah. I th- I'm assume I'm I'm assuming those aren't three unprotected firsts. They aren't, but the Pacers aren't going to um, be good for a while. So. Yeah, but let's well, say you get like yeah, top five protections on all of those. Uh, like top five, top seven protections on all of those. Well, they're probably going to take the Cleveland pick. Which is lottery. The Cleveland pick isn't going to be great. No, it'll probably be like high teens. But like, yeah, and how many of those ever become anything? Like, right? Like, they're not. They're. I mean, that's mid-teens though. Wasn't he like? Yeah. Um. But like, I mean, if they just wanted, let's say, like six, the Cleveland pick, and like, a top two top 10 protected and like one like top like, I don't know why they didn't trade pick. down like just do the trade with Indiana get an extra first out of it maybe two like I'd give them a Cleveland pick and a protected first and then everyone gets what they want because no one's going to take you e- the Pistons aren't going to take you e- Murray the Pacers won't take you e- Murray then... well they wanted more you can't just bend over right what do you mean like you can't just you can't just like well they wanted more but like they could now they're just walking out with Keegan Murray when they could have got him later plus a future asset yeah, but that probably sets a bad precedent, doesn't it? I don't think so. Like for for later negotiations, where it's like, okay, like eventually they'll just come around and we'll get what we want, right? Cause I then guess. It's like, then I it's guess. From, then from then but... on, it's then from then on, it's like, okay, like let's say the Kings and Pacers want to make another trade, right? Then the Pacers start an offer, and then they're thinking to themselves, yeah, the Kings will just like fold, <laughs> and, uh, fold for what we want again. Three times. Right, like that. Two times. Yeah. The th- so, so I I don't like obviously it would have been and Detroit would never make a trade with them because it makes no sense like there would be literally no reason to trade up to four if you know you're gonna get IVF five yeah um Keegan's good though like Keegan is a very good player I I th- I think he'll be a good NBA player and I like the fit like now Sacramento actually have multiple wings who are capable of playing. NBA basketball, you've got Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray now instead of and Justin Holiday. Okay, so you've got Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes um, instead of just Harrison Barnes. Um, what like a Fox, whoever, Barnes, Keegan, Sabonis, that's like a solid like twelve seed. Yeah. No, I I think they're gonna try and make a play, and I think they can make the play. Well, they're uh, they've been trying. I mean, like they've been trying. I think I think at their peak they could. They could like make the playoffs through the play-in. Yeah. At their, With like, this roster. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Assuming everyone pans out, mm-hmm. Davion becomes like this mega lockdown, which. Which are they gonna I start Davion doubt. now? With Fox. I don't. I don't think they should. But I think so who's there? Who's gonna be there? Other guard? 
I, I don't even know who else is on the roster. Holiday. <laughs> Justin Holiday. That would be awful. That would be terrible. Uh, do they still have Terrence Davis? Yes, they do. I like Terrence Davis. I'm a fan of his. I think he's cool. Raptors Terrence Davis um, was diff for a while. Sacramento Terrence Davis was different for a while, too. This this last half season. But, um, yeah, Keegan, I don't know. Sacramento. I feel kind of boring, bad for Keegan. Boring, boring Sacramento. That's pretty yeah, usual. But five. Let's talk about this Ivy. This is where yeah, it's... Let's talk about probably this, one of the this, scariest this is the best spot for him in to the land. future. This is the best spot for him to land. Yeah. Uh, Cade, Ivy, backcourt. Perfect yin and yang. Yeah. Um, Cade, I don't like him in full court. Like, I don't like him leading breaks. I don't think he's good at it. He plays slow, and that's fine. He's re- incredible in the half court, incredible when things are set. And Ivy pushes um, the ball and fast. And Ivy is the ultimate, like, yeah. just, like, gun it. Yeah, he's a like that. That's very, who he like, is. That's why player. he went fifth yeah. overall. Um, I think it's I think it's great. Now, defensively, I have massive concerns, but uh, I don't care. I think it's going to be really, really I, I don't mind it. Is... I mean, I don't think they're in the market for Aiton anymore uh, because, I mean. Oh, they don't. They, well, because they got Duran. Yeah, well, they right? got uh, Duran, um, which, I mean, I mean, we, we talk about that later, but I guess we're talking about it now, which um, a lot of people say Pistons won the draft, which is totally fine with me. I think that, that was what I said. I think that's a great that's thing. What I, said. Uh, I think there can I be said. multiple winners, though, uh, to a draft. But, I mean, yeah, Pistons clearly probably the on big top. Winner. Yeah. Um, they also traded Jeremy Grant, so that opens up. Uh, that was before the draft, though. Yeah, it was before the draft, but it's still Pistons talk, so I figured we'd sure, just brush enough. over that right now uh, for a Milwaukee 2025 first-round pick um, to Portland. Um, There's like, how is that all you could get? Yeah, I know. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I remember there was links. But with, actually, uh, actually, there's links with the Portland seventh overall pick. Okay, that, that seventh overall pick for Jerry. I know, Grant but they were, they were, the Portland wanted to contend, remember? It and doesn't they were matter. Saying that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's better to take Sharp than Jeremy Grant for that pick. Um, it yeah no like just because you want to contend doesn't mean you should be stupid. But um, I th- a good thing for the Pistons though actually with that trade, with the fact that he went to Portland and they didn't have to take a player back, mm-hmm. means they, they didn't have, have to take cap, salary right? back. Yeah, what, they what have is a their lot of cap, cap situation though. I think it's, what isn't it like thirty something million free? That's crazy. Now they're still not a free agent destination or anything like that, and there's no way they go after Aiton anymore. They're probably more it appealing more now sense. that they have all these young guys. I it's mean, still like, Detroit. It is still Detroit, but like, and it's probably going to be like a place you can stars win aren't going to go. Though. Stars aren't going to go until they start winning. Or like even like really good free agent options. Like they're not going to start going until they start winning. Probably. Like it's not like in LA where it's like yeah they'll go because it's LA yeah of course or or of course well, not. and honestly even then even then that's not really a thing that's massively overblown like who goes to New York New York's the biggest market in the NBA by a landslide who who goes there like it kind of like the kind of like proof of that like that whole like big market thing it doesn't matter if your team sucks was that KD Kyrie year where they just went to Brooklyn because that was the better franchise right. So like if the Lakers are dysfunctional, no one's going there anyways. But uh, yeah, no one's gonna go to Detroit if unless until they start winning. Um, I think they will. Yeah. I think next year they'll be pretty good. Uh, I still am very worried about their wing situation. They got Sadiq. Um, Not a fan. I don't think. 
Isaiah Stewart's a long term. Uh, I mean, he's Isaiah too Stewart small is... to be a center. Um, well, well, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think he's more. I don't think so. I don't think that matters for them. Or he, at least a backup. No way, at least Isaiah a backup. A a backup Isaiah Stewart five. does not have the basketball ability to play anything but center as a true center. It's just like rim running. So and you think they're starting Duran instead of him? I would hope so, but I think they're going to start Stewart at least at the start of the season, and then if Duran obviously performs, then he'll move into the lineup. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be Stewart at the start. You know, I also don't think he's very good, but Sadiq Bay needs to really, really, really become a like a big time defender, which he's already starting to play defense. So um, that needs to happen. Um, they need another wing, obviously. I think Dern has switchability potential. Don't think he has it yet. But uh, Ivy and Cade is like a huge thing. Like that's is, yeah. It'll that's be scary. Massive. It'll be scary. That um, is massive. That that is perfect. Now quality. here's my time here to shine right now. Um, mm -hmm. at pick number six, the Pacers uh, expectedly for me. Um, at least I I was kind of set on them drafting Benedict Mather in about a week before the draft. I kind of figured that would happen. Um, now I, I don't watch college basketball, but, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot about Benedict Matherin, um, 19 year old out of Montreal, uh, well not, I mean, out of Arizona, but he was born in Montreal. Um, and I think he fits really well along Tyrese. Uh, there's a lot of defensive potential for Benedict and offensive potential. Got a pretty high ceiling, incredible athlete. Uh, I think he was, what was he? Pac 12, uh, what was the thing that he has like all American something like that? No idea. Uh, but it no was problem. it was he was great in college, um, and I mean Tyrese and, and Benedict are going to be a great uh, backcourt for years to come, hopefully. Um, and a quote after, uh, I guess the day after Benedict was drafted, was a lot of people say he when talking about LeBron, he is LeBron is great. I want to see how great he is. I don't think anybody is better than me. He's going to have to show me that he's better than me. And that's what he said when asked if he's looking forward to playing against the Lakers. Um, and also, Benedict was also quoted saying that he compares himself to Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler, but he thinks he can be Jimmy Butler, but a way better shooter. So, um, If you're a way better shooter, Jimmy Butler, you're like a top yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe one. So if that's what if that's what we're getting over here in Indiana, I like that. Um, but yeah, Matherin, um, good pickup for the Pacers. It was between him and Sharp, who ended up going seventh. Um, but Benedict was probably the safer choice, as they haven't seen Sharp in. Well, he didn't play any college basketball. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very happy with it. Uh, Mark, do you have any opinions on Mr. Matherin? Best pick they could have made. Yep. A, a lot of people, I've heard no bad reviews about him. Uh, and a lot of people... Best pick they could have made yep. by far. Yep. There's no doubt about um, it in my eyes, at least. Yeah, Pacers also snagged... Um, we're not going to talk about the second round too much, but um, they snagged uh, Kendall Brown, who apparently was uh, a pretty big steal at, at 48, from what I've heard. Um, the Pacers were, um, okay, so this is from Kevin Pritchard, uh, Pacers general manager, basketball president, whatever. 
um, so he was making calling uh, phones. Uh, he made about fifty to sixty offers for picks from thirty-two to forty-eight. That is nuts <laughs> to get Kendall Brown, uh, which is nuts, and I like that. Uh, like it's a, it's great that uh, Ken Pritchard's pretty good at his job. I, I'd like to say. Um, I, That's not what you said until the Tyrese trade. Just just have to point that out. With what? That is not what you were saying. Because he wasn't Ken doing Pritchard. anything. And I told you that's because yeah, that's, that's because fine. the man There's that's because the owner of the team wasn't letting him. I told you this. And, and then when they rebuild, that's that when they finally let him so do you stuff. wanted it, you wanted him gone. I wanted I didn't want him gone. I wanted the yeah, owner gone. He, you said he you. wasn't doing anything. I told you the owner I wanted gone. No, yeah, but you wanted you wanted him to take Kevin with him. I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I did not ever say yes, that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. It's okay. I did not. Okay. I did never say that. Um, yes, you did. I did not say that. Um, Kevin, if you're listening, this guy did not like you until the Tyrese trade. I trainer. never said that at all. He um, was not a fan. Kevin, okay. Mr. Pritch. All right. I guess you can put words in my mouth for me. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and they also got Nemhard, who I saw play. Actually, both of us saw play in real life, uh, which is cool. Um, at 31, don't know about the fit, but um, I guess McConnell's probably gonna get traded now, so that's interesting. Um, they just signed for nine years, uh, nine million dollars over a 32 million dollar contract. I think that's three years left. Um, but that's quite interesting. Now they drafted Nembhard there, so. I'm assuming Empire's going to take that spot eventually. Um, Trailblazers took Sharp. Uh, so now they've got Dame, Sharp, and Simons. Interesting. I guess one of them's coming off the bench, and it's not Dame. So um, what it's do you think? What do you, what do you think about that? Is Sharp's coming off the bench? I guess. I guess. I mean, I mean he might be gone. If that whole Dame thing with KD, it'll be him and Anthony gone, I guess. So if they actually manage to get KD somehow, yeah. But that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's not for now. Um, honestly, a lot of these picks are cool, but I kind of want to jump a little bit. Yeah, we can jump. Oh, also, after, I just want to mention um, Dyson Daniels is is great for New Orleans. Good good pick up there because you know they had when they had Lonzo. That was great for them, at least when Zion was playing with him. Um, and now you got Zion coming back. Uh, so that that's pretty exciting to see Dyson go there. And you have a guy that... I mean, CJ's a good point guard, uh, which he's kind of fit into that role more this past year. But uh, getting another true point guard there, um, that's actually good and not Devontae Graham. Um, fits their system, and I think that's exciting because I think this Pelicans team is going to be good next year. Uh, like better than they are. They're already good, but I think they're gonna be way, but way better because they are adding Zion. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's jump to wherever you want. Uh, I want to jump to sixteen. Okay. AJ Griffin. 16? Oh, AJ Griffin. Yeah, that's uh, that a slid. big. I cannot believe slid. he fell that low because um, I thought at one how point did, their pace. How did he not go at eleven? <laughs> how did he not like? Okay, sure. He slides past six. He slides past seven, eight. You, nine. I would have taken him nine. Uh, ten. I definitely. I wouldn't have taken him because Wizards definitely don't need wings. Yeah. Um. I would have definitely taken him eleven, and twelve. 
and 13 and 14. Like the Hornets could have walked out 15. with Duran and AJ Griffin. That's what's kind of crazy to me. I mean, I don't think they really need Duran. Well, they got Mark Williams. Apparently, they were just wanting one or the other. Um, yeah. So they traded down. I don't down think they to needed either, Williams. to be honest. I don't think they needed either. Um, you don't think they needed a big man? No. The Hornets. What, they, they, they drafted one last year. The Hornets. And I'm a big time Plumlee fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They literally drafted one last year. I know they did. But he just didn't have th- any role, really. Who I think I think highly of. Well, that's that's their fault for not playing him. But I think very highly of Kai Jones. I like him. I'm a fan. But, uh, yeah, Adam, Adam, I always have. I, I am still so, so infatuated by uh, the Plumlee version of, uh, of Mr. Plumlee, Mason. Because the Mr. Miles My- Pumley on the Nuggets, he was something else. Mason, not Miles. Uh, Miles sucked. Oh right, yes. My my apologies. You've made that to, mistake before, I think. I have made that mistake before. I know that for a fact, and I'll probably make it again. But I don't care. Mason Plumley, I'm a huge fan of your. I I I honestly think I might be one of the bigger Mason Plumley fans in the world. But um, even Detro- uh, Detroit Plumley. He was really, really good. I really liked him. Um, watching that guy bring the ball up the court, there's nothing like it. Um, but yeah, I don't think they need a big... I I mean, why did you not take him at 13? Why did Cleveland take Ochai at 14? When Griffin I think was Ochai there, it's crazy. <laughs> I think Ochai should have been... like Griffin's the best shooter in the draft. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, like... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but good for good for Atlanta. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I, big I steal. don't think they were expecting him to fall to 16. Yeah. Um, I saw that in the motion notification because I kind of like t- tuned off the draft a little bit as time went on, and I realized like I was like at 16 they picked. I was like, what? Like I remember the Pacers talking about this guy at six. Yeah. I was like, well, what? did he not work out for them? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He had a private workout. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it was genuine interest. It wasn't just like some something that people wrote about online. Um, but and then seventeen Tar Eason, I think that's was your, another. That's, that's a nice pick for the Rockets. I think that was a good pick. Another defender, uh, Jake Laravia, has a cool story in regards to his draft. I told you about this. I'm I'm certain certain of it. I don't think it. so. Well, I said uh, no. I sent it in a group chat. With you in it, oh, and whether you I, checked it no, or not, I that's, that's not up to you. Then. Yeah, you didn't check it. Of course you didn't. Um, but, um, yeah, so people thought he was 22. Google thought he was 20. Google said he was 22. So remember that Buddy Heald thing when they, they said he was a year younger than he actually was? With Buddy? Yeah. I so, believe I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so the same thing happened with this guy, Jake LaRavia. Except it was the other way around and an extra year. Google, like, the internet said he was two years older than he actually was. So he was projected to be, like, a, like the, like, I don't know, late second round, like, mid to late second round pick. Which financially, like, in terms of, like, guaranteed years on contract, obviously the size of the contract, is a huge difference mm-hmm. from the first round where he went at 19. Yep. And he... I guess realized that the whole inner, the whole world thought he was a couple years younger than he was, uh, older than he actually was. So he got that fixed and all that, 
And um, certain NBA teams apparently already knew that he, the age was wrong and that he was actually 20. Um, and they just didn't want to tell anyone because obviously they wanted to pick him later if he was available so they could also get someone else earlier. And um, then then the teams found, then everyone found out. So then he shot up to being like a mid to late first round guy. So he secured himself like millions and millions of more dollars, more guaranteed years, probably more opportunity in the NBA. Yeah. Just a result of people actually realizing how old he really was, which is kind of wild. Uh, prospects should probably check from now on to see if the internet knows how old they are. <laughs> For real. Kind of stupid, but uh, but the weird thing, the weirdest part was okay. So about uh, like apparently when the rest of the teams found out how old he actually was, they were like, okay, like that's great, but now we're just gonna have to draft you. But one, all, there apparently there was one single team, only one team that was genuinely disappointed by the fact that he was twenty, that he was twenty instead of twenty-two. Like they would have preferred that he was twenty-two. Which team? I don't know. The Warriors probably, maybe. Why would it be the Warriors? I don't know because because it's the win. same player. It's the same. Well, that doesn't matter. It's why would you be NBA disappointed player, right? though? I don't understand. I don't know. That's what. That's my thing. It's like that's why I'm saying that's the weirdest thing, because he it's the exact same player, obviously. So why would you prefer he's two years older? Don't know. Um, I, I I don't know either. But um, yeah, that, I thought that was a cool situation. Another pick, which I, I actually I'm well, I'm interested in pick twenty seven and twenty eight. That's I, I was going to talk about 27, 28, yeah. 29. Yeah, uh, uh, Jovic. Jovic. Scorer. Well, that's what the Heat need. Yeah, I think he could crack the rotation first year. For oh, sure. he will crack the rotation. Yeah. He could be a good wing for them. Um, uh, our One of our good our friends, uh, who wanted that, uh, you know, Nuggets fan, wanted the Jovic-Jokic connection. And he sent me a video yeah. on when the Nuggets were drafting, and he was so disappointed to Christian Braun, whoever that is. I don't know who it is. Um, but, man. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think this is a pretty good I, – I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about uh, players that aren't in the NBA, but um, I, I think this is a pretty good steal for the Heat, I think. I think he was projected early 20s, yeah. late – Teens, like late teens. Like I thought there was a chance the Rockets yeah. would take him at seventeen mm-hmm. instead of Tari. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good, great pick for them. I think that's probably one of the best situations they could have had. Um, and then you have uh, twenty-eight. Uh, the Warriors got Patrick Baldwin Jr., which I saw a few videos about this. Uh, that at one point he was ranked number one in high school of all this of this class. Like he was first, and uh, apparently like. He had an offer from I can't remember what college he went to, or it was Milwaukee or something. But his dad was the coach there, or he could have went to a different um, college. I think it was like a higher, a better college or a higher level. I don't know. But uh, apparently they sucked uh, when he went to Milwaukee, and he got injured, and his dad got fired, and he didn't really pan out there. So I guess that's where his stock fell uh, significantly. I mean, he was gonna be he was the best prospect at one point but um i think this is this a, gonna be another jordan pool yeah this is gonna be another great pick for the warriors uh and i think in this new situation especially with a team as good as the warriors and as well coached as the warriors i feel like they found a good stud in this draft late in the draft early in the first round yeah, they, um yep and i think that's that's again the ideal situation for both teams at 27 28 um 
Yeah. And yeah, I think I think this is like the, he's all, for Patrick Baldwin himself. It's all also like a good situation for uh, him too, probably. Yeah, because there's no rush. Like coming really, off a championship, he's got years. He's yeah, he's got years to develop. They're not going to rush him by any stretch of the imagination. His contract is f- like relatively small, so they'll probably pick up like both option on uh, both team option years as yep. long as he's progressing anyway. So there's really no pressure on him. Which is perfect. Um, Twenty nine, Ty Ty Washington. To he Houston. was supposed to be a lottery guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, up until he got that. injured, like a high lottery partway guy. Partway through the college season, like well, like not nine nine ish. I th- I thought he was like nine like, not, seven not, to like, like something. I, I was thinking like ten and ten to. I swear he was projected at like one point like eight. Maybe to maybe like some maybe. I was seeing him on all the mock drafts probably earlier in the year though, but but um. Yeah, he got hurt, and then his draft stock... Yeah. I think he, like, hurt his ankle or something, yeah. and his draft stock tanked. So the Rockets get him at 29? Why not? That's why the Rockets are like, probably really? one of the winners. Uh, probably either, I'd say, second, first, second. I mean, the best I the best, the best ones are Detroit, Thunder, and Rockets. Um, I wouldn't call the th- Thunder the big, like one of the big ones. I'd say the Rockets are probably second then. I, think the th- I don't think the Thunder really did anything. Like, they got that, like, Usman like, and... Chat, that's I don't know. I don't Usman's really such like this. a uh, Usman's such like a I don't know. What project I, I, player? N- yeah, well like it's, it, I don't know, it's too it's too like I still think the Pacers are one of the big winners here. I don't know. I think it's a dub dub season in Indiana. I don't know. I don't really care much for the second round. Anything yeah, that goes on um, in there to be honest. What else um, do we have so, going on? Uh, Wendell Moore, I think is a good pick for Dallas. Uh, at 26, I thought he was supposed to go a little bit higher. So, Actually, same with Bochamp, Bo, Bo Bochamp, Marjan. Marjan, yeah, he has a crazy the story. Bucks, yeah. Um, I know I just said I don't care about the second round, but I have one second round pick that I actually do want to mention. Uh, Luke Travers, the hockey player. Who? You know, have you seen what? that picture of Luke Travers? You know who that is? No. Okay, I'm gonna as you speak. I'm sending you this picture of Luke Travers, and you tell me this guy is not a hockey player. Um, I think it's crazy. Okay. He went to the Cavs, uh, 56th overall. Just sent it to you. Um, I don't even know who that is. To be totally honest with you, you see that guy? Um, <laughs> wait, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, He's I a haven't hockey player. He looks like a hockey player. There's no way this received- isn't an NHL player. I am yet to receive anything. I have sent it twice now. Here, I'll just search it up. What's this guy's name? Luke Travers. Travers. Australian professional basketball. Oh, he's Australian. Yeah. So he's like, he's a surfer, not a hockey player. No, but he has a he's a mullet. He's a hockey. I yeah, he's a surfer. Look at this. Look at look at my screen. I see him. I see him. He's a surfer. He's Australian. Looks like a hockey player. All the comments. Here, if I he's, thought, a, I thought this guy was in the NHL. Yeah, but if he's a Australian, he's <laughs> probably a surfer guy. Um, oh, I, yeah. Uh, that's, hmm, what else is the, there? The, the one second round pick I wanted to mention. Yeah. Jaden Hardy. Yeah. To the Kings. That well, got Dallas traded to now. Dallas. Yeah. Um. Cool. Like he was supposed to be a top guy too. Didn't work at Ignite. Did not play well at all. Did not have a. That, like, well. They definitely they the last thing they need is another guard. But like, um, I don't know. He's a, he's not very big. Either. It was already he's a steal big. at he's that point tough. though. Yeah, but they don't they have no room for him. They have three already. Like they have or I two guess. now, but like two. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like for Dallas, this could be really good if he can like develop the way people thought he would or play the way he they thought he would later. I th I think this is I don't know like they'll probably lose Brunson this off season. Like you'll probably get like stupid money from New York. Yeah, New York said a four. No, it was five. Wait. It was four, four years, years hundred million, right? Which is nuts. A lot, but, um, a lot. And then if they lot. strike out on that and they don't get him, apparently they want to go after Brogdon. Is what I've seen. Um, Which is fascinating. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's why they traded Kemba, right? Um, yeah, I, 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 like this could be cool for Dallas. Like, yeah. yeah. I, he's very it's different cool. player from Brunson. Not even, but like this one has this one is definitely one I'll keep an eye on. That's for sure. That's all I can really say. Isaiah Mobley to the Cavs. Uh, Mobley Brothers unite in Cleveland. Yeah, kind of cool. He's okay. only there because Mobley's there. The actual good one. Um, well, we don't know what this yeah, one's going to be like. like. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, probably not much. Um, uh, apparently, this Raptors guy, Christian Coloco, is pretty good. Uh, I know he has a 9'5 standing reach and a 7'5 standing reach. Jeez. He's a 7 foot. One center, I believe, shot blocker. Seven five. I think he averaged ten. three blocks in. Uh... Oh, he was with. He played with Benedict, I guess. That's cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess the Raptors are getting a, a center that they've been. I guess he can be a, a nice guy for them. Um. So yeah, I think well, the Raptors got a nice pick there. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, before i mean this is just a draft packed uh episode we can kind of quickly uh i mean okay here's another thing i have to add uh the brogdon and turner thing where apparently brogdon was supposed to be traded during the draft didn't end up happening um so i think he's as good as gone especially now that the pacers have drafted two more guards um and apparently he's the backup option for a, a few teams with brunson so i'm not worried about that um and Miles Turner is gaining interest from the Hornets, Raptors, and I, I think those are the two teams. But then again, like I said, I don't mind if they keep Turner around for next year. Um, what else do we have here? Um, the KD-Dame stuff we very briefly talked about, but uh, Nurkic and Dame both posted a uh, jersey swap of Dame and KD together in Portland. Um, interesting. Uh, like we said, that could be a destination for Sharp and, and Simons at some point, but I think it's very unlikely they do that. Um, we have the, on the other side of things, in the Nets situation, you have Kyrie and LeBron discussing a reunion, apparently, uh, as well as the only way the Lakers could get Kyrie as an unrestricted free agent is if he signs like a $6.4 million deal or something. Uh, I read that somewhere, so... Um, I don't know how. I still think Kyrie's going to be a net, um, but that's, uh, that's something. Um, we have the Hawks are waving Danilo Gallinari or are expected to wave. Uh, John Collins is reportedly done with the organization, even though he didn't get traded on the draft night. He still won't play there next season. And Dejounte Murray is a potential guy that they might go after, uh, trading for John Collins, which I don't really like for the Spurs, but uh, for the Hawks, like sure. Um, I mean, for the Spurs, it's stupid. It is very stupid. Like, for the let's Spurs, let's yeah. not let's not sugarcoat it. It's why, dumb. Why would you trade Dejounte Murray? I don't. I really don't understand why. Uh, uh, he <laughs> might want out, and really? if he wants out, fair enough. But like, if he doesn't want out, John Collins though, like, doesn't really. John, fit well, there. I, I I'm assuming it would be John Collins and multiple picks. I hope so. Um, 
Yeah. No, I, 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 that would be dumb. That would be very, very dumb. If Pop authorizes that, it is time to retire. Yeah. Um, it's time to retire. The Wizards are likely, or Bradley Beal is very likely to opt out of his player option for next season and sign a five-year max deal. Uh, of course, Bradley Beal would do this. I think everyone could predict it, and uh, I don't really like this uh, for both Beal and the Wizards. I don't like this. Um, it's a lot of time to be paying Bradley Beal for, especially at, like whatever his contract would be, like 35 M's. More than that, probably. Come on. Close, you, you can figure out roughly what it's going to be. Wait, is it 250 five years? It's 248 for five years. Oh, what is so 250 five, I, didn't, I didn't know what it, the whole thing was, but I guess it's like basically 50 million per year, yeah, um, right which is well, nuts. It's, it's, pro- it's increasing, so it's probably going to be like 42 at the start. And then that means you're paying him when he's super old, like a ton of money, which is... Well, that's how most... And it, well, he wouldn't be that old. He'd only be like 33. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that bad. He should age. Okay. But, um, I mean, he deserves that contract from the Wizards. Like, like if... Because who else are they really gonna pay, right? Okay. Um. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard no longer restricted for his ACL should be playing next season. Hopefully, I guess that's what that means. Um. Then the then the Clippers are scary. Yeah, the Clippers will be a very scary team next season, and I think they probably will do some more stuff in the off season with their point guard situation. Um, John Wall option his contract very expected. Don't need to talk about that. Um, and the Cavs are interested in bringing back Ricky Rubio, uh, who is right now a pacer, which still doesn't feel like real because he never played a minute for them. Uh, is he still a pacer or is his contract? Well, up? his contract is up. He was for like, so he's not a pacer. Like, you know, he's a, he's a pacers free agent right now, but, um, what? Yeah. Because that's the team he was most recently on. Yeah. But do they even have the, like bird rights on him or anything? No. But he's a, so he's a free he's agent a from the Pacers. That's yeah, what he's coming he's not out a of. Pacers free agent, because they ha- the Pacers have no like rights to him or anything. Like they don't have Bird. He's not restricted. Nope, nope, he's not. He's just a free agent now. But he had a little tenured career in Indiana, and now he's gone, most likely. Um, Did I not tell you how Cleveland would try to bring Rubio back? Yeah, I know. Like, I even knew that was going to happen too. Yeah, that that. Was... Uh, he wants to play there, and I believe uh, his family's already there. His kid goes to school there, and. Once his kid uh, is, I can't remember. It's like he's only gonna play through one more contract. I've heard or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then he wants to retire. His kid goes to high school, I think. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Or he no, he not retire. Retire from the NBA. Yeah, from the NBA, and then yeah, I think yeah, and then play in Spain, I think. Yeah, probably. That's like what he said. Real Madrid or something. It was something to do with it. he wanted to move his family back to Spain or something. Yeah, so they won't, and they won't have to move around as much. Yeah, that's what it was, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's about it for this draft-filled episode. Um, as usual, uh, Mark, do you have any closing thoughts before I do the outro here? Um, uh, bold prediction. Um, bold, bold prediction. Yeah. Um. Nope. Jabari Smith Jr. is going to win Defensive Player of the Year award at some you point. You know what? Give me your all-rookie first team quickly with no explanation. No explanation? Wait, let me... Uh, let me th- give, me okay, give me, like, give me like a second. Okay, well, I'll tell okay. you mine. Uh, wait, wait, I'm oh, ready. I'm okay, ready. you're ready now. Okay, all you need was a second. Ivy, Benedict, Paolo... Um... Uh, uh, 
Ivy, Benedict, Paolo, Keegan. Oh, okay. I was following you for that first three. I was, I was following you there. Um, Dyson Daniels. Uh, okay. Wait, I'm not putting Jabari. Is it I'm a positional, not, I, though? Is it not? Isn't it? It's is two it? guards I don't think th- three forwards. Is, is it? I think so. Mine was going to be Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Benedict, Ivy. It's Whoa, the I don't thing. think Chet's making one. Really? Okay, that's uh, that's a bold one. I don't man. think Chet's making. There's your bold take well, for the I end of the episode, Chet. I guess. I didn't. I didn't say. Jab- I didn't say Jabari either. I know. I know you didn't. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong. But I mean, at least my. I, I'm just. I'm thinking Benedict's gonna make the first team. Hopefully, so based on nothing. Yeah, I but think so. I'm rocking with that. Um, but anyways, have a good rest of your evening, morning, afternoon, night, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week.